And it's been a pretty dark place, I think we can say, till, uh, you know, since October 7th. Tense for sure. And uh, it is times like these that we need leadership because uh, it is not easy to stand when most sit, right? You don't want to stick out. But we certainly do elect people with the expectation that they will lead when the time calls. And um, for Calgary's mayor, Gondek, she has chosen not to sit. She, as you've well heard by now, opted out of the uh, lighting of the menorah on night one of Hanukkah. And, of course, the excuse was it, it, it was too political, that it goes against diversity and inclusion. And I don't know, I, I've seen this poster, I'm like, what, what is the problem that it says support Israel? Like, that's a, like a demonic state? Like, I don't know. I don't know what, what's political about that. Or, or the well-known Hebrew phrase, Am Yisrael Chai, Chai, which means the people of Israel live. Does she take issue with people of Israel living? Like, I don't, is that offensive? Because what that means is actually European Jews survived the concentration camp. Does she have a problem with that? I don't know. That's not political. I mean, no one has asked her to pick sides. As the mayor, she was invited to light a candle, eat a donut, and uh, spin a dreidel, I guess. That's it. And she did not do that. She did not do that. And she is doubling down this morning on it. Rahim Mohammed, political columnist based in Calgary, writes about this Today, in his latest for National Post, the Calgary mayor bowing to pro-Hamas anti-Semites. He joins us now. Good to have you. Uh, good to be here. Hog Sameer to you. Yes, thank you very much as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about the um, the good news is a lot of people showed up last night, and I think they did so to stand for her. But what has the reaction been in Calgary? Um, it's been pretty uniformly negative. Um, so notwithstanding where you are, um, in terms of the sort of Israel side on the Israel offensive in Gaza, um, there's a sense that there was a cowardice to um, Gondak's statement. It was made basically in the middle of the night, uh, the night before the event, um, and, and it also misrepresented um, the intentions of the organizers. Um, she said it was made on the basis of a poster that came out that day. Um, but if you actually look at the timestamp on Instagram, um, when that poster was posted, it was posted a few days beforehand. Um, so the narrative that she was pushing is, oh, you know, these sneaky Jews, uh, <laughs> y- you know, these... When they're not hoarding their money and taking all the power, they they, exactly. they, uh, yeah. <laughs> they have know, really it, evil... Attending <laughs> this sort of, um, you know, pro, pro-Netanyahu, pro um, uh, you know, this, this sort of hyper-Zionist event, which, um, you know, couldn't have been further from the truth. And I think, obviously, uh, I, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that traffic's pretty clearly into some nefarious uh, tropes that we have out there about Jewish people. So um, she's getting pretty universally panned in the media so far. I, I, there are very few people, um, theological, um, uh, ideological friends um, who are, who are uh, sticking up for her right now. Yeah, I, it's, it's a very weird um, situation, and, and it's kind of become part of the narrative, like, if you say you support Israel, then you, you are a ter- that means you support killing Palestinian yeah. babies. Apparently, if you um, support uh, Jews because you didn't feel they should have been massacred uh, on on October seventh, apparently you're then all in in favor of Netanyahu. Like this is not yeah. for most Jews. It's not about Netanyahu, and, and most many don't like him. And, and this is not about the politics, which is why the whole country is unified. This is about um, trying to to exist, <laughs> like just not being killed off. 
Yeah, and the other thing I would I would say is that there's always been a direct connection between Hanukkah and Israel. I mean, Hanukkah, um, you know, it's a commemoration of the other. (laughs) uh, You know, and and it um, uh, you know speaks to the the recovery of Jerusalem. So I mean, you know, it's it's a holiday um, that is a commemoration of historical events that took place in Israel. Israel's always been central to Hanukkah. Um, So yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a Hanukkah event. Um, you know, it, it's going to to involve Israel, and it's going to involve uh, the commemoration of of, uh, of the Jewish Holy Land. Yeah, there are a lot of politicians who have really struggled, Rahim, to take a stand on anything, right? And and in not doing so, I think have muddied the waters and normalized a lot of behavior that we would never accept for any anything else. Yeah. Um, so one statistic that came up yesterday, and I was shocked by. Um, so we've talked about, you know, there really aren't that many Jewish people in Canada. No. Um, so Jewish people comprise 2% of the population here in Canada. 67% of discriminatory actions based on religion uh, target Jews. Um, so just think about that ratio. Um, think about how wildly out of, out of whack that is. And I think it, it's um, irrespective of where you are in the political spectrum, particularly in a time like today, it's very important for everyone to speak up against anti-Semitism, even people like Erwin Kotler. Um, Erwin Kotler, highly respected, formal federal liberal, um, you know, former justice minister under Paul Martin, um, now under 24-hour police surveillance uh, due to credible death threats made against him. So at this point, um, irrespective of your politics, irrespective of whether you like Netanyahu, irrespective of what, what, whether you're agreeing with what Israel's doing in Gaza, it's important to stand up against anti-Semitism because it's becoming a national scourge. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it's always been there. It's mm-hmm. that it's now so readily accepted and just kind of, you know, I don't think um, this doesn't just go away, right? Like there may be an, and there will be something else that takes attention away. There'll be some other crisis, whatever. Mm-hmm. God knows what it'll be next. Maybe locusts. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't just go away. Like the feelings don't just go away. Like, oops, I'm sorry. I trashed your university and called you all, you know, evil killers. Uh, that doesn't just go away. Like it's it, the damage mm-hmm. is done because we've had no leadership. Yeah. And I think people will move on. But I think the Jewish community in Canada will remember this. And, uh, you know, I would imagine a number of Jews might um, be tempted to leave Canada. Oh, I know a lot. Um, you know, having, having yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, having seen the masks flip uh, like it has over the past two months. Um, you know, before this, I would have said, you know, relatively speaking, among Western countries, Canada has been one of the more welcoming and accepting countries of Jews. Uh, I'm not quite so sure now. Um, I'm not quite so sure what I've after what I've seen over the past two after, over the past two months. Yeah, it's funny because I said that yesterday. Uh, you know, I was always puzzled how Canada could have been the country to say none is too many. And I completely get it. I told my husband, I said, I completely get it now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. Yeah, no, like, like as I was saying, you know, it, it's, um, uh, you know, anti-Semitism, I think, is a particularly insidious form of bigotry that can take many forms and it can, you know, go, under, go underground for periods of time. But when the mask slips, you know, you're right. And I do get how that sentiment is, is part of our history. So you, you write these things as a Muslim. Why do you care? Like, why is it so important to you? Because I know anti-Semitism, it's very difficult. Like everyone, it's not, everything's not anti-Semitic, right? It, it's a nuanced thing. You've got to understand it. It's fine to criticize Israel. That's not anti, anti-Semitism. So I think there's some people who don't really understand it. Um, having said that, you write as a Muslim. Why do you feel it's so important? So it's interesting you asked me that question. Um, so the article I, I wrote, wrote yesterday got a lot of traction on social media. 
got some responses that were positive, some that were negative. Um, there was one person that tweeted at me, you know, every time I see someone with a Muslim name write an article like this, without fail, they're in a smiley Muslim. And then this person talked about how are you not you know, smileys, exactly how with smileys in East Africa, you know, we were the middlemen uh, between blacks and whites and we validated colonialism. And then we were imported here to Canada to be the model minority. So, um, you know, it's nothing compared to what Jewish people have dealt with. But even as an Ismaili, um, you know, you deal with particularly versus other Muslim sects, uh, this sort of conspiratorial thinking and this sort of uh, persecution based on, uh, you know, being a relatively minor sect, uh, being for, you know, how small we are, high achieving sect, um, you, you have this kind of conspiratorial thinking and you have this sort of persecution. So I, I can, you know, in that sense, uh, you know, connect with, with the Jewish community here in Canada. Yeah, isn't that fascinating? And, and I would think many in the Muslim community don't speak up. They just want to live their life and go on. But there are voices mm-hmm. out there that it's not a monolith voice. I keep saying it's not a monolith voice. Neither is the black community. Neither is the Asian mm-hmm. community. Uh, but we seem to kind of put everyone in a category that they must think like this. Like not all Jews think this. There are a lot of self-loathing yeah. Jews. They don't, they don't speak for me. But mm-hmm. I got, we got to stop thinking that everyone thinks the same. And I think our leaders mm-hmm. have to start thinking like that too. But you know the problem, Raheem. We are in election year. Uh, these become wedge issues. God help you that you say something wrong, you're going to get pillared, pillared for it. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Pierre Polyev went to a, a, a menorah lighting. He went to the one in Montreal where they tried to firebomb a synagogue. I mean, symbolically, mm. that means something. But it's, mm. it, politicians just, they're always hedging their bets. They're always worried about donations. They're always worried mm. about how it might impact the next vote. And I don't know how we can get them out of that. Because if they don't start getting a backbone and standing up for what is right and what they say this country is supposed to be, we're never going to be that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, I mean, there, there's politics, but there's right and wrong. So, I mean, if you look just in terms of the numbers in Calgary, there are about 8,500 Jews. It's not a very large community. Um, there are about 95,000 Muslim, 95, Muslims. So, yeah, I mean, if you're Gondak and you're crunching the numbers, sure, it makes sense to take the position she took. Um, but is it uh, the morally correct position to take? Um, you know, is it a position she can take and look at herself in the mirror the next morning and feel good about what she did? And, it, you know, you hope even with all of the electoral considerations under play, uh, there's still that dimension of humanity, particularly, um, you know, given the circumstances we've seen over the past two months. Yeah, what a time. Well, I appreciate you writing and we'll chat again. Always appreciate it. I hope so. There you go. That's uh, Raheem Mohammed. He's uh, got his latest in the National Post. Calgary mayor bows to pro-Hamas anti-Semites. So there you go. You get a- another view.